How I Do It External Oblique Intercostal Plane Block by Dr. Lee White, consultant anesthetist in the Department of Anesthesia and Perioperative Medicine at Sunshine Coast University, Dr. Michael Kerr, a consultant anesthetist in the Department of Anesthesia and Acute Pain Management at QE2 Jubilee Hospital in Coopers Plains, Queensland, Australia, and Dr. Matthew Bright, an anesthetic registrar in the Department of Anesthesia and Perioperative Medicine at Princess Alexandra Hospital in Woolloongabba, Queensland, Australia. Introduction. In recent years, fascial plane blocks have grown in popularity with surgeons, patients, and anesthesiologists due to their simplicity, analgesic efficacy, and favorable safety profile. The number of new fascial plane blocks continue to rise exponentially. One of the most promising is the external oblique intercostal, or EOI, plane block. This novel superficial plane block was first described by Hamilton and colleagues in 2019. The proposed benefit of this block was to provide analgesia for upper abdominal surgery. Since its initial description, numerous case reports and small cohort studies have demonstrated successful use in laparoscopic and open upper abdominal surgeries, including pancreaticoduodenectomy, gastrostomy, cholecystectomy, and bariatric surgery. Anatomy. The anterolateral upper abdominal wall receives innervation from the ventral rami of spinal nerves T6 to T10. As these nerves course from their neuraxial origin to the midline, they give off two key branches, the lateral cutaneous and anterior cutaneous branches of the intercostal nerves. These branches run within specific fascial planes, allowing them to be targeted by previously well-described techniques, such as the serratus anterior plane block and rectus sheath block, respectively. The EOI plane block aims to target both branches with a single injection. The external oblique is a thin, broad muscle that spans both the lower thorax and abdomen. It originates on the external surfaces of ribs 5 to 12, where it also forms digitations with the serratus anterior and latissimus dorsi muscles. As it courses anteriorly from the midclavicular line, it forms an extensive aponeurosis, which eventually becomes part of the anterior rectus sheath. Spinal nerves T6 to T9 emerge from the costal margin into the plane between the internal oblique and transversus abdominis. They then enter the lateral border of the rectus sheath to eventually pierce the muscle and terminate as the anterior cutaneous branches. A common source of confusion when discussing the anatomy of the EOI plane block is how an injection below the external oblique muscle could spread posterior to the rectus abdominis muscle and thus anesthetize the anterior cutaneous branches. As the internal oblique aponeurosis also forms a layer of the anterior sheath, it may be thought that this would act as a diffusion barrier to direct local spread anteriorly. However, Above the costal margin, there is a deficiency in the posterior sheath, and the muscle epimysium lies directly on the costal cartilages with an intervening layer of fatty tissue, which provides a potential path for diffusion of local anesthetic. We would draw the reader's attention to the exceptional figure provided by Hesham El-Sharkawi in the journal article, The External Oblique Intercostal Block, Anatomic Evaluation and Case Series, that depicts the various fascial layers involved 
during the transition from lower thorax to upper abdomen. El Sharkawi and others recently demonstrated that an injection within the EOI plane resulted in spread of dye deep to the serratus anterior and pectoralis major muscles with respective staining of the lateral and anterior cutaneous branches. It should be noted that this is distinctly different from the recently described external oblique muscle plane block, which occurs superficial to the external oblique muscle at the costal margin and lateral abdomen. The external oblique muscle plane block appears only to contain the lateral intercostal branches. Unlike the external oblique muscle plane block, the target site for the EOI plane block is performed cephalad to the costal margin, deep to the external oblique muscle, and superficial to the intercostal muscle and rib. Indications The EOI plane block has several proposed advantages compared to existing plane blocks targeting the upper abdomen. The EOI plane block may provide improved pain scores and opioid requirements compared to the erector spina plane block, which may be attributed to its coverage of nerves arising from the anterior and lateral branches of intercostal nerves. The improved spread of local anesthetics in the EOI plane block is also beneficial when compared to transversus abdominis plane, or TAP, and rectus sheath, or RS blocks. TAP blocks fail to reliably block the lateral cutaneous branches of the intercostal nerves that cover the upper abdominal wall, while the utility of rectus sheath blocks is limited to midline incisions. As the EOI plane block is superficial, it can be safely performed in anticoagulated patients. Additionally, the EOI can be performed quickly in supine patients without the need to alter the patient's position, which may not be possible in frail or unwell patients. Finally, the EOI block is performed well away from the surgical field with less potential for disruption to ultrasound images by carbon dioxide insufflation compared with TAP and RS blocks, as well as its distance away from surgical dressings and drains. Each of these factors make it an ideal choice for patients undergoing surgery in the upper abdomen, regardless of body habitus. Sonoanatomy, Positioning, and Technique When performing this block, it is expected that the EOI plane will be found at less than 4 centimeters deep in all patients regardless of body habitus. For this reason, a high-frequency linear probe can be used on all patients. The patient is positioned supine with the ipsilateral arm abducted. The suggested starting point for scanning is at the anterior axillary line at the level of the xiphoid process, which should place the probe at the sixth rib. Immediately superficial to the sixth rib is the junction between the serratus anterior muscle and the external oblique muscle. The external oblique muscle can then be traced inferiorly to a subcostal view and the probe rotated in a transverse orientation to find the traditional subcostal transversus abdominis muscle plane view. If this approach is hindered by dressings or anatomical disruption, another means to confirm the appropriate location is to translate the probe laterally to visualize the junction between the serratus anterior and external oblique. Following confirmation of the external oblique muscle, the EOI plane is then identified deep to the external oblique muscle 
and superficial to the internal intercostal muscle and rib. Often the seventh rib is more superficial compared to the sixth rib. To create a downhill needle trajectory from cephalad to caudad, the caudad part of the probe can be rotated laterally. Needle trajectory. Following local anesthetic infiltration subcutaneously, the needle is inserted from a cephalad to caudad direction. A shallow, less than 45 degree angle of needle approach is suggested to allow for hydrodissection of the plane under low injection pressures. Care is taken to hydrodissect and progress the needle tip within the EOI plane. Intramuscular injection can be readily identified by localized swirling or pulling of injectate and a lack of planar spread beyond the 7th and 8th ribs. A catheter can then be placed in this plane several centimeters beyond the needle tip. Choice of local anesthetic. The EOI plane block is a fascial plane block that requires larger local anesthetic volumes. The initial cadaver studies used dye volumes of 22 to 30 milliliters. In our practice, we recommend 15 to 30 milliliters of a long-acting local anesthetic as an initial bolus on each side. For infusion, we use a 10 to 15 milliliter programmed intermittent bolus of 0.2% ropivacaine every two to three hours based on patient size and comorbidities. Complications. Currently, there is no safety data specific to the EOI plane block. However, the EOI plane block is part of the interfascial plane block family. Clinical pearls. Once the EOI plane is identified, rotation of the caudad portion of the probe laterally will result in a downhill needle trajectory. Correct identification of the target plane is signaled by hydrodissection beyond the 7th and 8th ribs. When placing a catheter after confirmation of negative aspiration, a small volume of air, 0.5 to 2 milliliters, can be injected for tip placement confirmation using ultrasound. Conclusion Our article has outlined the anatomy and techniques in performing the EOI plane block. Like other interfascial plane blocks, it has the advantages of being simple to perform, even on patients with coagulation issues. It is typically used for surgical incisions on the anterolateral abdominal wall spanning T6 to T10 and 11 dermatomes. There need to be high-quality studies other than case reports or cohort studies to properly evaluate the efficacy of this interfascial plane block. Thank you for listening. If you liked this episode of Azure Pain Medicine News, please consider subscribing, sharing with a friend, or leaving us a review.